Station. Happy Thursday. And that's all the time we have. It's going to be a short show this afternoon. <laughs> We're out of here at 3.30 today, so the uh, City Ford Faceoff show can bring you uh, all that you need to know about the game tonight. Who are we playing? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, we're in uh, We're in taking on the Flyers tomorrow. We're taking on Columbus, so the Blue Jackets. So that's two days in a row where we're going to have just a shortened version. But what we're going to do, uh, Jalen and I, I think, and you and I didn't discuss this, is we're going to take all the goodness from a four-hour show and just squeeze it into a one-and-a-half-hour show. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, it's like taking a grape and making a raisin. That's, <laughs> that's probably not. No, that's. Oh, no. Don't you dry out a grape to make a raisin? Yeah. All right, probably we not. We need the, longer than 90 yeah. minutes. <laughs> um, we will do the... Guns and Roses. Uh, Guns and Roses. Qualification. Uh, qualification at 320 today instead of 420. We'll do it again tomorrow at 320 instead of 420. Uh, just because it's part of... Well, just it makes more sense. I don't know what the reason is. It's 720, 720, 420, except on Oilers Days. Okay. Oh, you have tickets for probably Thoroughgood as well. I do, George. Uh, Thoroughgood. So and we're going to have to do that. So we're going to do that as well. All right, great. Lots of stuff to get in 90 minutes. Exactly. Where would you like to start? Well, you know what? I shook my head last night. At which story? You can probably guess which one. <laughs> um, because I can remember when it was happening, driving around town. I mean, the bus shelter just down the road yeah. from the station was smashed. A couple of the ones out by your place were smashed. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, stinking kids. Exactly. What are you doing? Why wouldn't you accuse the kids exactly. right away? Well, I'm like, who? <sighs> if you're being honest. I was, I'm being honest. Yeah. I was blaming blaming the stinking kids. A juvenile delinquents out there. And then I realized it was some stinking adults. Who does this stuff? Well, and oddly, a middle-aged uh, man and woman, uh, photographers... And then or, it gets more bizarre. Exactly. I, I read the story last night. Trevor Robb from The Sun ran the story. I, I, I read it and then realized from the story that these... Uh, two had been, or at least the photographer had been interviewed previously by the examiner about his plans to take pictures of people waiting at bus stops. Uh, primarily, now he, I think, came from Italy. And when yeah. he got here, he said Edmonton was a very uh, sort of a sad city, that people didn't smile That's very right. much here, and that he found that the, the best expressions were at bus stops and shelters. And, and even that story is kind of like, what? What do you mean we don't smile? Well, of course we smile as much as any other. But then, okay. But then, then I get that. Yeah. But then the, he's he's a photographer taking pictures of people at bus stations at the bus yeah. shelters to put together a book called Bus Stop Edmonton. Yeah. And and then he got all artistic or criminal, depending on your perspective, because apparently he's him and his girlfriend. girlfriend Drove around in a van with a slingshot allegedly. and allegedly, allegedly. Uh, with a uh, slingshot and marbles. And apparently, if you remember your physics from grade 11 or 12, uh, Glass has a critical point. So apparently, just drive by smashings, they've been referred to. He just, one of them would shoot a marble and, and smash the glass because I guess they wanted that to be the backdrop for for their photography a smashed you know so you smash it you take off you come back later and then photograph somebody sitting there with the backdrop being the smash shelter but the pictures here that are in the article don't have a smash no. backdrop yeah i don't know 70 of them yeah 70 of them like 30 grand worth of damage yeah but <sighs> it's crazy right i read the story i actually uh tweeted to uh trevor rob yeah just to say 
as we often say on this show, just every now and then there's a story where you go, what the... And that's one of them. So this couple, $30,000, as much as $30,000 in damage to bus shelters for no particular reason. And again, you know, you you wonder sometimes when you hear a story like this, if they'll ever catch. And again, my mind went right to juvenile delinquents right away. I know, and how bad is that, right? Sure. And you wonder, wonder, will they ever catch these kids, you know? And and then it was just an alert patrolman, an alert police officer who they had a, a description of a van. He spots a van that meets that description, uh, tails it for a time, and then wouldn't you know it, because criminals uh, are dumb. Um, And allegedly, from this van, uh, they shoot out one of the uh, bus shelters with the police behind them. Now, was it an undercover police car? No, fully marked. That it had a police with the siren, the (laughs) lights on the back. Yeah. It was just one of those head scratchers. And. Mm -hmm. You know, on, on just a whole bunch of levels, and, you know, like, I feel bad now for automatically jumping, thinking it's kids. Sure. I thought it was kids p- doing a prank and, you know, yeah. doing things that some kids m- do that we might... I didn't do that when I was a kid, but I did some stupid things when I was a kid. Right. But this just one after another. Anyway, it was And, just... and listen, I got to just say that I'm not judging anyone here, nor am I saying that anyone did anything wrong other than the people who damaged yeah. the bus shelters. But you know how hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, so you've got an article in the Examiner that says this guy from Italy has come over with a girl with a, and, and teamed up with a woman <laughs> to take pictures of bus shelters and people at them, and then you put that story beside the one where, hey, a whole bunch of bus shelters just got damaged. It's kind of like, wait, wait a second. If you Google damaged bus shelters, both stories actually come up in the list. So you know, I'm not saying anyone should have made that connection. Uh, and, and as I say, it was good work on the on the part of the police to spot the van and and arrest the culprits, but or allegedly uh, the alleged culprits. But still, it's just sort of funny that they had lots of pictures of these people because the, the, their they story had been the in the story. Examiner. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, hmm. just bizarre. They're appearing in court tomorrow. Uh, Twenty-one charges. Uh, each, I think, it's something crazy like that, like yeah. a huge, huge amount. But anyway, uh, In- including you know. an endangerment charge. Yeah, for for the children, for a child. Yeah, Causing so there must have been a child near. Uh, I'm assuming Causing a child to be in need of intervention. No, I'm guessing that's oh, probably the kid so that they, they had. had to, maybe. Oh, okay. Wow. They that's both each face 21 counts of mischief under five grand, two counts of mischief over five, and possession of a weapon for a dangerous purpose. That's a crazy story. You even get a slingshot. I think you make one, but anyway, bizarre. But there was some bizarreness happening. Can I just say, there was some bizarreness happening last night. So I saw this story. I'm yep. going through Twitter or Facebook, whatever. So this one, and just, okay, that's a little head scratcher. And then the, bur- the Burger Baron... Is is the world not coming to an end? Is that what's well, going on? You know, because some I people might suggest that. I, I texted you last night and said, "Have, have you, you seen, seen this?" this? <laughs> I seen it earlier. I was like, "Yeah, what? yeah." And, and you texted back saying, "Oh yeah, I'm on top of it." Um, so Graham Hicks, um, Hicks on Six does a review, and I actually saw the original review, and I thought it was odd, to be honest with you. The the tweet that I saw that was days ago about uh, about his review of hamburgers, and I just thought the title, and I don't know if it was the title of the article or the or the way the tweet was written, mm-hmm. that just said Graham Hicks, you know, whatever uh, judges or determines the best burger in Edmonton, and guess what? It isn't Burger Baron, and I just thought it was really weird. Why are you throwing? Why are you throwing them right? Yeah, like why would you pick that one name? Um, but I had no idea, and apparently I'm one of the last in Edmonton to know, to know uh, that Burger Baron's Twitter account is quite something. 
Well, if you haven't checked it out and you haven't seen it, if you're on Twitter, it yeah. is worth your time to go and... Yeah. Now, I, I don't I don't know that you should follow them, per se, because they might follow you home and throw things in. I don't know. <laughs> but it, see, I thought it was... And you're thinking it's, you know, one side a little over here, and I, I think it was hilarious. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. They, but they just... What they did is they, they came out swinging. And there's questions, okay, is this for real, or did it get hacked? Well, that's or, what I thought. And other people saying, you know, maybe they should, uh, you know, get an award at the, the Yeggies or something <laughs> this year for the best for troll best account. troll account. yeah. But it was... It, it's quite something. So it's burger underscore Baron is the uh, Twitter handle. And and I went last night. Well, it was actually Carol that first brought it to my attention. She was like, are you reading this Burger Baron thing? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. They did not like the review. They sure didn't. But the thing is, if you look at uh, the description for the account, um, like mine... real? Uh, well, I think it's real, but it's it sort of uh, foreshadows what the account's going to be like. I mean, mine says something like, father, husband, comedian, talk show co-host yeah. or something like that, right? Theirs is all in capital letters and drops the F-bomb five times in the description. So it's like, oh, uh, and then you read down. And of course, all the latest tweets are about uh, Graham Hicks and his review. But if you keep going, it's like, well, they're just... Someone, yeah. There's, anyway. there's an angry person who's got the got that Twitter it's account. Sure, entertainment though. If you want to check it out, you need to go do that. It's so, so that's two. a train wreck. Yeah. yeah, that's two. Yeah. Might I add one more? Sure. I might have it in front of me. Are you talking about Derek Fildebrand? Boom. That this another curious one. That's why I say I think that I think the uh, planet stopped rotating or something. The, the last night was just really weird, and again, I thought his account must have been hacked. Yeah. And and I saw it because a lot of the people I follow and who follow me are in media and they're so politics, that sort of stuff. A lot of politicians. Yeah, so everybody's reacting to this. So I go back to the original (laughs) tweet. So Derek Fildebrand, and now he's the MLA, he's a Wildrose MLA Strathmore, I think. Uh, he used to be with the what was it, Canadian Taxpayers Federation? Exactly. Exactly. So Yeah, many times, many times. Uh, quite a well-educated, well-spoken uh, guy. I can see how he got elected. So he tweets originally, the NDP just isn't on Alberta's team. Albertans deserve a government that stands up for them every day. And then hashtag AB Ledge, AB Poly, and uh, WRP, Wild Rose Party. And Mike Morrison uh, tweets back to bloggy, him. bloggity blog, who's exactly. also been on the show. We've also had him, yeah. He tweets back, well, how's the Wild Rose Party doing on those social issues? You guys going to weigh in on them anytime soon, right? And which is very uh, typical. Yeah. There's nothing, you know, aggressive about this. And, and really, Derek Feldbrand's answer isn't aggressive either. It's just it was a head really odd. Shaker. Yeah, he tweets back. And this is all public. Everyone can read it. Well, not anymore. I think Derek took him down. But he tweets back uh, with regard to social issues, important issues. But in all honesty, social issues just didn't rank in the top 100 reasons I ran. I I find these debates stale. Well, everybody had a field day with it. Every politician and and, and from all parties. Just, you know, and I don't know how many phone calls he probably received or private texts. I can't even imagine his phone last night. Why would you ever say something like that? 
And now, now, well, I mean, free speech. You can say sure. whatever you want. Oh you no, you can deal with it, right? But top 100. Okay. I mean, well, here's the thing. I because I tweeted back and I said, okay, then I'm curious to know your top 10, t- top 10 reasons why you're <laughs> ranking. You let us know. <laughs> and I just had another text saying, oh my gosh, we I sent the the same one, but I I want to know the top 100. What <laughs> I are, know. What, what is the top 100? Yeah, now I'm concerned about what they might be. Uh, and here's the thing. And what what did I tweet back? Something about. Uh, um, my camera it was about uh, fidelity. I said, uh, <laughs> I said, I told my wife the other day, fidelity is important, but it's not in the top hundred reasons why I got married. How'd that go? Uh, it didn't go over well, um, which is also that tweet's taken off. But uh, but it's if you're trying to play devil's advocate here, you could argue that well, hey, there's an honest politician, and don't we all want honest politicians? But the problem with it is. We also want politicians who are on top of all issues, including those that don't interest them. So if Derek Feldbrand is saying, "I don't, you know, it's stale. I don't care about social issues," you—that's part of the package. Like and, well, you, and, and I get he's a money guy. He—he's a—he's a money guy, and th- th- there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. But but can you imagine another politician saying, "Well, I don't care," and uh, of any stripe? I don't. Care, yeah. I'm not beating up on the wild rose here. But any politician who said. Well, I don't, I don't care about the economics, or I, I don't care about the economy. That's not the reason I ran. Wouldn't we be like, what, what, the, what are you talking about? Or I don't care about the oil industry. Or you know, you can't take a major component of what we elect uh, these officials to do and say, well, it's just not in the top 100 for me. And 100, I'd like to see us list yeah. now. I mean, top 100, okay, maybe top 5, maybe top whatever. I, okay, yeah. but top 100. I mean, I, oh. Cheeky. Twitter is just not the friend to many politicians. Well, and here's another one. Have you heard about this guy in Manitoba? No. So there's a... Manitoba has a provincial election coming up. All right. So there's uh, two. There's a Liberal and an ND candidate. So the okay. Liberal candidate, though, um, his name is Jamie Hall, uh, debating whether or not he'll stay in the election after some remarks he posted on social media were called into question on Wednesday. Now, he's claiming it's all satire and it has to do with a book that he's written and blah, blah, blah. There's a couple of them. Um, if a whore screams in the bedroom and no one is around to hear it, is she really a whore? What? Are you kidding me? I am not kidding what? you. I am not kidding. And then it's hashtag thought-provoking questions. And then hashtag trees. And then another one, um, you can put glasses on a whore, but you can't put a whore on glasses. Like, these Wait are the second. things What's that What's his fixation with? I, well, I don't know. He's just... He, he's referring to women as uh, whores, skanks, all sorts of all different things, whatever. But he's saying it's satire, has to do with this book that is, goes back to whatever. But you are, you're running for office. Oh, my goodness. What has happened? What Trump running away with it. What has happened? <laughs> oh, my He said goodness. he is not, uh, he says, uh, this fellow apologized for his tweets, but he says, my actions speak louder than my tweets. He says he's not sexist, and some of the te- tweets were uh, meant to... Some of the teats. <laughs> Freudian. Uh, he says uh, some of the... Uh, the he said some of the tw- tweets were meant to be humorous. Hmm. There should be an app, if there isn't already, that says something like, uh, are you sure? Something. I mean, I have one. It's called Carol. I, I, the, if I think that I'm potentially going to open a can of worms, I will run it by Carol. And she will oftentimes suggest that I not tweet it or that I change it. And in fact, the tweet on Fildebrand, her and I... You, you discussed that first. We discussed it yeah. and we worked it a little bit. Okay. Yeah. It's just, it's strange. It's it's one of those things I've always... And I... And I 
You you know when you were younger and you might have drunk dialed someone. Sure. And you wish you had a breathalyzer yeah, thing yeah. on the phone, like yeah. that, that would clamp it right yeah, down. Yeah. I think the same thing has to. I mean, they're just real people and they make mistakes, right? But don't but you have a little alarm bell in your head that something... goes off and says, especially like this guy in Manitoba, is there not something there that just went? Mm, I'm running for public office. I was just nominated as a liberal candidate. I'm going to. Yeah. Shouldn't you maybe, no matter what, whether it was satire or no matter what your point was, should you even be using a word as, as such as that in a, in a public tweet if you're running for public office? I mean, it just comedy aside or whatever. Was it trying was, to be like a Trumpish? I don't know. I mean, it's working for Trump. Does Trump tweet? I should probably check he his does account. tweet. You should follow that. <laughs> well, I mean, I check in on it. And... Hey, listen, it's either that or the Burger Baron. I think I don't have room for too many follows in my life. <laughs> anyway, yeah. it made for some entertaining moments last oh, night. And... Couldn't take my eyes off it. Uh, 2.25 on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Uh, reminder, 3.20 is the, t- the time that we will call the name. Oh, that's right. The next right. potential qualifier for that awesome trip to uh, Vegas for the Guns N' uh, Roses reunion concert. Oh, so lucky if you win that one. Plus, we have uh, George Thurgood and the yes. Destroyer tickets coming up. Some of the texts coming in this afternoon over yeah, the gong shows that we've been talking yeah. about over the past, uh, you know, 20 minutes or so. Michael says, you know, the best wall plaque ever. Make sure your brains are loaded before shooting your mouth off. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um <laughs> a couple of things. As Sean says, people find humorous things funny. That's not either. We're in regards to the the, the liberal candidate mm-hmm. in in, uh, in Winnipeg. Uh, that's not thought provoking. That's a WTF moment. Yeah, it is. Right, and it just goes on. And then uh, with the bus shelter, uh, Jane Andrew. In the last thirty years, the majority of bl- bus shelter vandals have been teenagers. Well, there, there's a reason why your mind goes to juvenile yeah, delinquents yeah, right yeah. away, sure. And then <laughs> Squishy Man says, and I love this, about the bus shelters. If I pulled a stunt like this, it wouldn't be the police I'm worried about. It'd be my mother. I'm 43 and I'm still afraid of her. <laughs> uh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Remember the days when you did something stupid and you were it wasn't even so much about the teacher giving you trouble or anything. It was about your parents finding out about yeah. it. And then you realize never to do it again. Yeah, and you know, we've talked before about my parents were very strict, strict, very, very strict. We still did dumb stuff all the time, right? Uh, But tried to hide it from them. But uh, my dad was, oh, he he was the epitome of wait till your father gets home. Mm -hmm. That scared the you know what out of me. Just an odd night last night. Uh, David says, hey, just saying, aren't the tweets from politicians who don't have the economy and the oil industry on their top 100, the NDP, LOL. To the Wild Rose members' credit, they almost always have to distance themselves from social issues issues because they get labeled narrow or anything else if they do say anything. Thanks. Yeah, but then say nothing. I mean, if... Don't say anything at all. Right. Like, if the party to which you're a member and, uh, you know, and to whom you represent doesn't have a clear-cut, whether it is, and I'm not saying the... I don't know if they do or they don't, but if they don't have a clear-cut policy on whatever or they haven't made their policy clear yet then then don't address it but don't say but I don't care about it but let's remember part of the reason why that party imploded a while back was you remember it was Danielle Smith <laughs> Yo, who, I remember she was not she, she, trying to get people on board when it came to some social issues That's right. just wasn't happening right just 
I'm sorry for laughing because I know there's a lot of uh, wild rose parties, but oftentimes, and is this fair, wild rose people? Wild rose are, are oftentimes their own worst enemy. As are, honestly, any, any, any party. Yeah. I mean, the NDP, quite frankly, has been their own worst enemy yep. since being elected as well. Uh, but this kind of thing, I mean, I, I'd be curious to know what happened after that. Now, I think Derek Fildebrandt took the tweet down, which I don't judge him for. If it was offending people, then take it down or stop the conversation. But why he put it up in the first place is just just a mystery to me. He's not He's not really even new to politics. He was... He's been around. He's been and he's around been dealing forever. with media. Yeah, and the Pope for years. Yeah, man, that was just a gift. Alrighty, so Thursday afternoon, Jay Lynn and Andrew, short show as we make way for the City Ford Faceoff show at three thirty. Puck drop as we uh, take on. The Philadelphia Flyers at 5. And uh, coming up in this half hour, we'll have your opportunity to win George Thorogood tickets. And then, of course, coming up at 320, we'll give away that uh, name to qualify. You'll have 6 minutes and 30 seconds to phone 496-0063 and, and prove it's you to qualify for that trip to Vegas to see Guns N' Roses. That is awesome. I If I hadn't already taken out taken off so much work, I, I would... What? Yeah, no, I said it. <laughs> yeah, I, I legitimately get days off, though. Just no, so I know. We yeah, all right. right. So it's okay. <laughs> um, I would go to that concert, particularly in Vegas. Like I, yeah, I'm, yeah. To do it over again, because I'm going to Vegas later on this year, mm-hmm. I would have done it then. Um, although, you know, maybe I'm not allowed. Anyways, uh, to take in, that's one concert I would like to see. Yeah, last time that they were through here, long time ago, I think if I remember, it was uh, Axl Rose. Didn't, they didn't show up on that's stage right. until like 1130 at night. Yeah. Who cares? It's Vegas, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Even if that happens again, things don't really get going until after midnight down there anyway. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Yeah, Cl- classic line, just 40th birthday party. My girlfriend Kim said to me the last night in town, says, you know, I get, I've never been to Vegas, never been back. I'm not a big fan of Vegas. But she said, you know, the last night in Vegas, things can either be really, really quiet <laughs> or go off the rails. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they went off the rails. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, I hate that last day. And not because I'm coming home, because you start taking inventory of your wallet. <laughs> you know, did I forget to bring that 500 bucks? Speaking of wallet, this yeah. is an interesting uh, story. I think it's up on the 630 Chad Facebook page right now. And over the last little while, you know, a couple times on the show, we've we've had different chats on weddings and yeah. appropriateness of wedding, weddings. And it's amazing because... Chedville seems to love this conversation yeah. and just some crazy stories and all of this. And this is a new little twist on something that's happening more and more. So when you go to a wedding, um, you often get, give a gift. Sure. And either you go and check out the register, whatever, registry, <laughs> the register, Red, the right, registry, yeah. pick something off there, or uh, maybe cash, cash, cash is king, right? This is This is awesome. But there's... There's websites now solely devoted to raising money, like a GoFundMe page mm-hmm. for family and friends to, to pay for your honeymoon. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about this, honestly. And, and, and here's why. Well, first of all, I'm going through it right now with Dave. My, my son, my oldest son, Dave, is getting married in the summer, and he wants to go on a honeymoon. And among the things that they have not been able to budget for is the honeymoon. So I have said that I will... Help. Help. But but 
previous to that, he did ask me because he's that generation that's doing these GoFundMe pages for this kind of thing. He asked me what I thought of it. And as coincidence would have it, it followed a conversation I had with Maddie about a GoFundMe page for her to go to England because no. she, she had not saved enough money to go to England. And the immigration requires you have $4,000 in the bank um, to prove that you can you know, Take support yourself, yourself right, uh, for the visa. And she didn't have it. And we had had that conversation as well. well what, what would you think of a GoFundMe page? And then friends would have a place to help me get to England. Same thing with Dave. Well, what would you think about a GoFundMe? And that's when I actually stepped up and said, tell you what, find a reasonably priced honeymoon and, and I'll and I'll take care of that right but it, they're actually it's called honey fund go fund yeah. honeymoon wishes now I, I've been to, to weddings in the past where it was common knowledge that um, that they wanted cash that they wanted that they wanted cash but mine included but apparently it's it's a faux pas to ask for for straight out money, right? Well, that's that's well, right. Yeah. But there's other people that that are doing okay. We we want this, and they put up it's for a honeymoon trip. They they so just they described the out, trip. And they just said straight out. You know what? Uh, you know, no gifts, please. But if you'd like to donate money, this is where it's going to, and and just do it this way. But to set up a a page, here's the thing: if if you can't afford to let's say move to England on your own and do what's required of you, then guess what? Don't move to England. I if know. If you can't afford to go on that honeymoon, then maybe you wait a little while or you find something different until you can afford it. Now, while I would 90% agree with you, the 10% of doubt, and why I say I'm not sure on this one, is this. How is that any different, really, than setting up a register? If you if you took everything that was on the list, the, the vacuum cleaner, the blender, the, the this, the that, and you added it up, it would likely come to more than a honeymoon. So... Well, then you know what you don't do. Then what you do, don't do a registry. And then when people ask, would you just, uh, so you don't have a registry, I'm guessing that's money. You need money. And then you take that money and you use it for whatever you want. Well, how is that less distasteful, though? Because your objection is if you can't afford it, don't do it. If the couple says, look, we've got blenders, we've got mm -hmm. carpets or whatever, rugs, we really want to go on this honeymoon and, and direct everybody to that. But, I mean, it's optional. Obviously, you don't have to go to that site and, and donate it. And you can still attend the wedding and give them a blender. But they're, they're making it clear this is what they actually want. And, and, that's, and that's fine. Yeah. I guess it's, it's fine. It, to me, it's just... I don't know. How many weddings have you been to where... I just buy. I give cash. If I Do go you? to a wedding, I give cash because you know what? I figure that's gonna. That's just gonna be the best. I, I've been to a wedding that was worse than a fundraiser, and I would prefer more than one. I, I would kind of. To be honest with you, prefer this over that, where they keep asking every half hour they to kidnap the bride. Exactly, and, and if you pay the ransom, yeah. we'll get her back and whatever. Um, I, I just, oh, like you know, I, I normally give cash as well. Yeah. But these days, it seems like that's what people are asking for the most. And so if that's what the couple needs, then why not set up a, a, a fund? I mean, I, I'm not sure. I, I guess they're, and what they're saying with it is, is then you can document, okay, this is how much we need. And this is what the hotels and this is the, the, the airport or the, the, the flights and, and, and all that sort of stuff. I just, you know, for me, it's just, okay, well, just shut up about it. Take the money <laughs> and then and do what you're going to do with it. Yeah. And does it matter if it's first or second wedding, by the way? Because I always wonder about that as well. In a second wedding, uh, at least one or both the parties are bringing to the to the relationship a whole lot of stuff from the last yeah. one. So they probably have all of that stuff. I don't know. Is cash just not a cool thing to ask for in general? 
You know, when when Coach and I got married a couple years back now. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I just he's better at the trouble at home? No, or? no, no, no. He's right, okay. better at the dates, remembering dates wow, than I am. That's different. Uh, and we didn't do the registry. We didn't put any of that down. When people asked us, and you, you know, Woody and I said, we don't need anything. If you feel the need, then then you can do cash, but we don't need anything. Okay. We had our house. We had our stuff. We told everybody fine. cash. Yeah. Yeah, but we really needed it. I mean, I was uh, coming out of bankruptcy. Carol was still living at home. And the cash was going to be used for the honeymoon. I mean, to be honest, it's really not that different. Mm -hmm. Um, We didn't specifically say that's what we needed the cash for, but I was literally counting the bucks during the reception (laughs) to make sure I could pay for everything. But here's the thing. These these sites also take money. So they charge 10% of it. So to me, it's like, okay, well, why wouldn't you just... Give them the money. Exactly. Well, you know, and I can imagine a young couple not caring too much about that commission because it's not their money, right? So, yeah. I don't know. It, it, there was a time, and I'm old enough again to remember when asking for cash was completely distasteful. Mm-hmm. And then it became sort of the norm. And now there's sites who've turned it into a business. I, I'm not all that offended by it. And in fact, I'm so bad at buying gifts that it's almost easier for me to, yes, you know, cash. yeah, here's your cash. Right, and you can go buy what you want and do what you want with it. Whether or not you're paying off the rest of the, the wedding, whether you want the, the blender, yeah. whether you want to go take a trip, whatever it is, go do what you want with it. And then though, yeah. the question is how much? Well, I was just going to say, because those sites typically list, unless you say, I want to be anonymous, they list your name and how much you gave. So I would find that actually quite entertaining to to go and see what my ex-wife gave as opposed to what we gave or what brothers and sisters gave. I saw, you know, uh, a friend of mine who's doing that whole trying to come back. She's been living overseas for a while, wants to come back, take care of, uh, of a few things, and I started a GoFundMe page. Really? And I just They're quite <sighs> successful. <sighs> I mean, it's 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 the magnitude of the masses, right? If everyone gives ten, if everyone I and know gives ten bucks, yeah. Some of your texts coming in. Uh, I have a friend at work, twenty-two years old, who wants to start up a GoFundMe for her and her mother to go to Europe for a month's vacation. She said <laughs> they deserve it. I said that I paid for my own trip with my own hard-earned money. She's nuts. I'm not giving her a cent. <laughs> but you know what? That's just one person. She'll get money. These GoFundMe pages are remarkable. Just the new generation at its finest again. Everyone else pay the way for me and pity me. If they can't afford a honeymoon now, then expect a major money fight in the future. Do you know the last time that we talked about this, and I know you've got more text, but off air I said to you, and you agreed, that it's funny that, am I going to say it? Kids today, they want to do the honeymoon right away. They want to have everything in place. They want to start out with everything. But if I think back to the early days of my marriage, Um, As tough as it was and as financially poor as we were, it's still some of our fondest memories. You know, debating whether or not we order a pizza or pay the full rent. You know, I I mean, we still, it's so fun now to look back on it and remember getting through it together. Listen to this one. This is someone from from someone who's actually used one of these things. My first and only marriage uh, was when I was 30. I had been on my own for 13 years and had essentially all I needed when I got married. We used Honey Fund and had a small registry. We 
brought in $13,000 for our honeymoon trip to New Zealand. Our best man shared all the info with the people attending the wedding. And that is really, apparently if I, if I remember this correctly, having gone through this twice now, yeah. that is kind of the, the duty of the, the, the best man, the man of honor, when people ask, well, what do they need? What do they want? And yeah. they get pointed in that direction. Yeah, again, if, if that's what you want, Go for it, but they're they're charging you money. They're taking money. I just don't un- taking money from you to I know, but set see, up this page. Now I don't know if anybody's thought of this yet, but uh, that was a light bulb moment for me because if you told everybody attending your wedding, don't bring a gift at all. We're going to make an announcement at the wedding. Just don't bring a gift. Don't send mm-hmm. a gift. And then there's no registry. And at the wedding, you've now got the most sympathetic audience you'll ever be before. Mm-hmm. These are people who love you and loved you enough to come to your wedding. And with technology today, if at that point the best man got up and said. Okay, what the bride and groom really need is help paying for their honeymoon. So go online right now with your phone, do it anonymously. We're not going to know who gave and didn't give, and let's see how much money we can raise for the couple. I'm not saying that that's a great idea, uh, in term, or it's an appropriate idea. I'm telling you, it's a great idea. I bet you they'd raise, depending on the size of the crowd, just, thousands of dollars. I just I'm going back to the to the entire. If you if you can't afford to pay for your honeymoon, then you maybe you need to to tone it down, maybe. right? I mean, we did we did our honeymoon, I think, on air miles and you know, <laughs> yeah, bottle returns. I don't know, like that's what we did. We, yeah, <laughs> I'm serious. Right? I know, I know, ours too. I just, I, I it was the craziest thing ever. I was selling stuff. <laughs> I was going to pawn. Like, thank goodness shops. for air miles. Yeah. Still be. Right? <laughs> like I'm laughing about it now because, as I say, it's some of our fondest memories. We got a trip to Mexico, uh, basically uh, by returning pop bottles. Pop bottles, <laughs> come on. I want to tell you, Jaylin, that uh, my wife is down at the passport office right now, probably unable to hear the show, or I think she would have texted already. Uh, <laughs> and not to correct, but to add, as she often does, to what I've stated on our behalf. You know, we put together that honeymoon, uh, just uh, borrowed and mm-hmm. you know scraped it together. We then didn't go on a trip for 14 years. Just couldn't afford it. Uh, we went camping with the kids. That was our only vacation for 14 years until we were in a position to again go on a trip. But that's you, you, kind you, of reality at times. That's right? the way it is, right? I, had there been GoFundMe pages back there, I, well, I would never ask my friends to GoFundMe. That's <laughs> listen, and you're not and you're not alone. A lot of people like that. There was a one text that came in and said, "You know, I've been my wife and I've been married for 17 years, never had a honeymoon. I'd like to think that one day we will, but now with four kids to raise, there's not a lot extra right. each month. It's it's those priorities, different yep. you know, different things. Uh, like this one, Dave from Lac La Biche says, "My wife and I have been married for 40 years. 40." 40. Awesome. We had $145 given to us for our honeymoon. We honeymooned in the back of a Chevy van. Very fond memories. Oh, I'm sure. That sounds fantastic. That to does. To be honest with you, right? Just <laughs> time combine, to pull over. I know. Combine that with, uh, do you remember who was it? that uh, Was it Topher? Or I can't remember. Somebody had said that they had their reception in a barn. <laughs> Sounded like a great reception. I went to a Hungarian wedding uh, years ago. When the dance started, they announced that if you wanted to dance with a bride, you needed to put money in a top hat. If you ever went to a Hungarian function, there's always more than enough to drink. The dance with the bride portion went on for what seemed like forever. Now that, and I, I've not been to a, a Hungarian, did you say? Yeah. I've been to Italian, and I've been mm-hmm. to others where it's a tradition to give money for different things, maybe to have a drink with the groom or a dance with the bride or whatever. That's more a cu- cultural-type yeah. tradition than, than begging for money. 
Uh, Samaro says, why do people feel obligated to fund other people's BS if they don't <laughs> have the cash? Well, too bad. This GoFundMe fad is a result of our narcissistic culture in the selfie age. Rather than saving enough money in a responsible way, people think that they are owed money by their peers for their own wants. We need to start focusing on our savings and calming down on the excessive wants such as over-extravagant vacations and overpriced weddings. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Oh, Topher Allen, just uh, let me pull up both of these here. Yeah, this was, yeah, we didn't go on honeymoon until six years after we got married. We had to pay off some bills, just couldn't afford it. However, I would like a new truck. What site do I go to? (laughs) Standing on the corner seems a a little much. But he says, but honestly, we were dirt poor instead of Mexico. We We brought some sand in from the playground, cranked the heat and shared a Corona. Yeah. Make your own memories. You do what you have to do, right? Have things really changed that much? I mean, are, are we all... Have we done something wrong here with our kids? Because you're... I am making sure that Dave and Victoria get a honeymoon. I am making sure. But nobody made sure I got one. I I don't know. I, I would never have asked my parents to help pay for a honeymoon, nor did I ask my parents to help pay for the wedding. Well, they didn't I ask me to. I just stepped up because I... I don't know. I want to help my kid. Maybe I'm part of the problem here. But I, I would be embarrassed by either by any of my children asking friends and relatives, in particularly, you know, strangers, strangers for money to do anything. You have to earn it, I guess, unless you ask dad, and then you don't really have to earn it at all. I'm a hypocrite. You know what? You know that there's a word. It's no. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs>